crocodile man, a witch woman, a guy yeah. that can set himself on fire? Are you blind? <laughs> and she's like, I have nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, people are in line for a popcorn. Hey, third person in line. What kind of popcorn do you want? Yeah. I'm okay. gonna quit! I'm All right, put it. down my resignation! Bro, and you're a better toilet <laughs> fixer than me. <laughs> Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the newly named Hammer Barrel podcast. Uh, we decided to kind of change it up. It allows us to do a couple different things. We're also going to be kind of changing up the main format of the show. Uh, we're not going to be doing weekly news uh, anymore. We're going to be... If something newsworthy comes up in the week, we'll probably talk about it. But as of right now, we're just going to kind of do topic podcasts uh, once a week. Um, so we'll be going through with that. And uh, you can find us. What? Sorry. He's just looking at a, a picture of Skittles <laughs> on a guy's oh. hand. Like it's the Infinity Gauntlet. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, good stuff all around. Um, each week we're going to get together to talk about like basically everything in nerd culture um as we as we do each week <laughs> this week it's going to be focused on comic-con so you know john's already on point he's um, looking on his cosplay you can always <laughs> you can always find us on youtube um, if you search hammer barrel uh, also facebook if you look up hammer barrel podcast you will find us there um and soundcloud and all those other services uh, so as I kind of aforementioned, our main topic this week is going to be Comic-Con as Ooh. next week we are going to be at Emerald City Comic-Con up in Seattle. Uh, so we thought we would give you guys some tips, tricks, things that we've learned through the several years we've been going to Comic-Con, um, and also tell some fun stories from along the way. Yeah. Um, we have all gone to Emerald City at least a couple years. This will be my and John's fifth year. Um, Rowan, this will be his third year. Um, have you guys done other cons besides Emerald City? Yeah, I've gone to Rose City now twice, and then there was a there's a science sci-fi con that happens in Portland. Um, no, what is it called? I've been to Wizards, and then mm. another one. So I've I've yeah. done a few. Yeah, yeah Rose City, uh, Emerald City's uh, sister Comic Con uh, for Portland. Uh, I've been to PAX for one day, one year. I'm not a fan just because I'm not that big into video games. Yeah. I've been to PAX twice. I think uh, <laughs> I can't remember. I think I've been to Comoricon once. once, but mm. that wasn't exactly like, it didn't feel that big. So it didn't no, feel that important to me. Yeah. At least then when oh, I went, yeah. um, yeah, not really much other than Emerald city, which is just fantastic. Yep. Um, so it's kind of, it's, it's funny how that con has evolved for us too, because when we first went the first year, we definitely got tickets way late after they kind of had announced them. And now it's to the point where every time we've had to go, it's like, you have to be there the minute of the tickets open up. And I've the last two years been able to get tickets by some miracle. Yeah. Uh, it's crazy. Cause like it, you like tickets used to be available for like six months. Yeah. Like, and so it's like, yeah, there never used to be worried. And all of a sudden like. I don't know what happened. Like what, I don't know what, what made Emerald City so popular. Yeah. I mean, going through like the couple of years that when we started to now, it's definitely had kind of like a up and then down cycle of like, there was a couple, I guess it's like the opposite. It was up and then like we started high, went down and came back up <laughs> um, with last year really being the best year since probably the first year we went, mm, yeah. I would say. Mm -hmm. um, but it's, it's super cool. We get to see a lot of different artists and stuff like that. And for those of you, who don't know what to really expect from Comic-Con. We'll kind of talk about different things that we've done throughout there too. Um, so let's start with some like 
tips and tricks for Comic-Con goers. I mean, I feel like tip number one is buy tickets right away. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> for most cons, um, <laughs> figure out usually the best way. The first tip I would say is go for as many days as you can. Mm-hmm. Um, that's definitely what we approach it as when we go to uh, this con is we do the full now four days. It used to be just three days. Um, it really gives you a chance to really look around and find everything. Um, I think that's a super important part uh, for just really being able to take everything in because there's there's tons of different things from panels to get togethers to just artist alley, which is one of John's favorite areas. Um, just looking at all like the swag. And if you really are only there for a day, you can't really take it all in. So if you can, if you have the funds, like doing as many days as possible, even if you do like a Friday, then a Sunday and then wherever, you know, the places, you know, you can visit. I would recommend as much time as possible at the con. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. There's just so much happening. You have to have yep. time to do it. Yeah, because I remember when, like when I first went to Emerald City, I just felt like because we just found like so many rooms at the last day were yeah. just filled with stuff and going. Well, I had no we idea. Would have loved to have this. Yeah, yeah right. Would have loved to have gone to this like arcade cabinet room. I would have loved to have seen this like art show room. Like, but no, just didn't know about it. Yeah, and I missed out. Just a shame. Now, not so much of an issue since we yeah we just take full advantage. Yeah, of it it's now. definitely like. Look like the first day, which uh, last year was only a half day. And now this can be the first year where they have a full four days. Um, last year, I remember the first day for me was just literally like walking around everywhere and just looking at anything. No intention to buy anything. No intention to really like hang out or anything. It was just purely looking and walking around. Mm. That's a good idea. Just because it helps you lay out the map of because the con changes every year. Like, yeah, where every time is. we've been there, they've rearranged it. There's some places that stick the same, mm-hmm. but in general, like they'll add, you know, like one of our favorite places to go to is the game section where they do board games and it has literally been in a different building every time. Yeah, it, keeps, it just keeps shifting. Yeah. Keeps shifting. I think this is the first year it's actually in the same place twice. Oh, nice. Because uh, it's in that same like kind of second floor, yeah. in, like that area. Lounge area. Yeah. Um, what other kind of tips do you guys have for uh, the actual like con space? Figure out your lodging like the same day you get your tickets. Cause like if it's a local one, like Portland's where we can just buy Rose city comic con tickets and not have to worry about, you know, living anywhere. Cause we just drive home, but Emerald city, like you need, like I'm all, like, it's always, the system is Rob gets the tickets. I get the hotel and I always try to pick the one that has best parking rates, uh, good distance. And we always kind of stuck with the same one, which is a Marriott hotel. And I'm always pretty happy with it. Yeah. Hasn't and done any if you can, it's definitely worth a little bit of extra money to be somewhere close enough where you can walk mm, to yeah. it. Cause that's always a nice thing. It's like 10 blocks or something for us to just walk. Less and it's all that. like downhill. It's like super nice uh, versus having to try to find parking, especially in that area. Cause it's all downtown, depending on where the con area is. If they have some kind of parking, obviously that's an advantage, but you know, the closer, the better in a lot of scenarios for people. Um, if you really are interested in going to panels and sort of like you've scheduled out how you want to go to the con i really recommend looking at the map and checking what time your panels are because some of the panels overlap or they literally begin the moment another one ends so you can be in one panel all the way across the con and then your panel ends and the one that you want to get to next is literally starting in five minutes and it's a 15 minute walk like yeah it's generally good to assume that if you have two panels back to back you have to pick one of them yeah um it's very rare unless you are willing to leave early from a panel that you want to um be able to make it to one that's right after that i've only done that once and it usually isn't that successful because you'll usually there already will be a line Mm -hmm. at the next panel because people tend to line up 
Um, Watch out for the high profile panels. Like this year, David Tennant and Billy Piper, who are the you know main cast for several seasons of Doctor Who, they're going to be having a panel. And you know, nice. you know that's going to be like packed. Oh yeah, so it's like, on the main stage too. Isn't yeah, it? it's going to be on the main stage too. So like a lot, a lot of times, if you know you're going to like two profile panels in one day, those are probably the only things you're going to be doing. Yeah. You're going to be waiting in line, going to the panel, waiting in line. I think I would recommend only if you can going to one major panel. Like if it's a day. It, it, like if you can. even if it's a day, like I think in my time at Comic Con, I usually like going to the smaller panels that have more like one on one with writers and artists yeah. and creatives, um, and sort of behind the scenes, the big like voice actors, talent, directors on the big stage, like that's like a day event just for whatever panel mm. you're going oh, to. Yeah. So I I might go to one of those usually for myself personally because I just. There's so much to do at Comic-Con, I don't see the point in standing in the line for two hours. Yeah. Yeah, and I remember last year, uh, they had a big, um, like, voice actor reading of Star Wars, mm-hmm. and I had kind of come late to it. Well, I guess, I know, me and John, we ended up sitting in a whole other panel before that. We, we so sat, that, th- I think we sat through, like, th- at least three. Yeah, two or just three. so that we could kind of, as the panels emptied, we'd move up closer and closer. Um, so, yeah, that was definitely, like, a whole half a day to mm-hmm. be able to get to a seat that was good for one panel. Right. Um, and so that's, that again, it goes along with kind of the first thing we were talking about. Like if you can be there for multiple days, you're definitely going to benefit from that because you can quote unquote waste time, but you're really, you know, going towards something. Right. Yeah. Uh, money. Yeah. Uh, you're going to want to budget your money. Like, like when Rob said on the first day, you didn't spend any money. You just kind of looked around. If you do have a budget, Kind of be prepared that more of it's going to be spent on food mm-hmm. if yeah, you didn't a good plan portion for it. Of it. For sure. Like we, before when we go the day of, uh, we prep by going to Winco or Costco or just someplace to get like a bunch of cheap snacks for walking around, uh, always having a water bottle at our side. And just yep. so like, just so we just keep the costs down because there's going to be swag that you want. That's going to cost probably two times more than you initially think it's going to cost. Yeah. But it's worth it. <laughs> and also there's going to be that going along with what John is saying, like, don't, immediately buy stuff because i guarantee every single year i've gone there i've like spent my money and then on the last day seen something like oh man i wish i could have bought that really take it take an opportunity to look around most of that stuff that's there isn't going to be just gone all of a sudden right um some of it can sell out but it's very rare that anything major that you would see is going to be gone by the time you'd come back around um but yeah we we buy food beforehand um generally like think about you know parking is a big thing for a lot of places um we generally when we're there eat out at least two times a day right um yeah. you so, have nowhere to cook if you yeah, are living yeah. you know in like, a hotel like no, hotel you, you so, yeah like snacks are super important we always do kind of like the um the, the like bar it's not like bargain but where you fill up your own thing oh the, the bulk section the of bulk the, section uh, yeah uh, of like winco that's always super good yeah water on you all the time and especially a water bottle that you can refill yeah um always super important um but yeah it's, it's also like swag blindness is a thing that occurs <laughs> like it's really tempting to want to just buy everything that you think is cool at comic-con but it's my tip is that a lot of that stuff you can buy at whatever nerd or geek culture stores in your city or even online for a price that's way better. Yeah. So like when you're going to buy stuff, make sure that it has a meaningful like reason you're buying it at the con. Like for me, I don't buy any graphic novels that I could just pick up at the comic store. 
I buy graphic novels when the artist is there or the writer yeah, is there. And they can, can sign. They can get it like signed. And you can talk to them about it. It's like you're getting the thing and you're directly supporting them. Like every time I go, I'll I buy for some of my favorite writers, and because the money goes directly to them, there's no middleman mm, taking yep. it or otherwise. So things like that are important. Um, you know, you can buy pops or you know, like little swag buttons almost anywhere. But yeah. if you're on a tight budget, just sort of like see the people that you want to support and support them directly when you're at Comic-Con. Yeah. yeah. I would, going along with that too, like I would generally, not necessarily avoid, but you know, you'll see Funko Pop, you'll see DC, you'll see Image, you'll see all the big things. And unless, I, I always look at those because every once in a while they'll have con exclusive yeah. merch. That's always totally worth it because then you're getting something exclusive. Um, but a lot of times there was like a Legend of Korra book. I remember last year that I looked at at um, mm, yeah. Dark Horse and it was like $60. And I was like, I wonder how much it is on Amazon. It was like 30 or something. Right. So yeah. there's like a lot of times where, you know, with the big ones, it's cool to look at all the stuff. And they have really cool booths um, unless they have like specific con gear. But yeah, one thing I always like to do is I'll just find I'll go through Artist Alley and find like a random comic artist and just buy their book from them without having any knowledge of mm -hmm. it because it's fun to just buy a new book every once in a while and it's cool that you can just like talk to them and have that kind of interaction mm -hmm. which I always thought was really cool. I think that's actually one of my tips is meet artists and meet creators at Comic-Con. Like it's really easy to sort of just gawk at them from a distance but if they have a booth, especially if they're an Artist Alley, go up and say hi because that like, yeah. that is awesome. Usually like, you know, there's a whole thing of like, you know, do you want to meet your heroes? And John can talk a little bit about that. Yeah. But for the most part, <laughs> I have found that like, especially those who have like booths in Artist Alley, like they need your support. And they're also really excited to tell you about their stuff. So like, just take the time to like, thank them and ask them to like, tell you about what they make. Like nothing's cooler than an artist being excited to tell you about their like latest project. Oh yeah. 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 Um, do you guys have any other major tips you guys want to talk about? Um, I say also uh, pace yourself and take breaks. Like yeah. you can, it's so it's easy. It's a lot of walking. It's a lot of walking and it's really easy. Like I remember like, especially my first time going to Emerald city, which was like my first like extended stay at a con. Mm -hmm. yeah. I remember like the last day starting to get grumpy. And I realized <laughs> I would just realize I was like, Oh, I have just been walking nonstop because I'm trying to like pack in this last day as much as I can. And I haven't eaten. I haven't stopped. You know, I haven't like sat down and just taken a breather. So like, it's okay to just stop, get a drink of water and just relax and just watch the con happen. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I, that's generally like um, me and John have like our three DSs, And if you have a three DS. Going to cons is awesome because if you have Street Pass, which is like just like a little thing where other people will meet up with you and you and you play games, it's awesome for that. And that's definitely like a fun way to relax at the same time, especially yeah. if you know if you have other mobile games, if you do stuff like that that are like group based. Comic Con is great for that because there's guaranteed going to be hundreds, if not thousands, of other people <laughs> doing the same exact oh, thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's always a good way to like relax. I'll just sit down if I'm like tired or whatever, find an area and just go through my street passes. And that's always super fun. Um, another kind of like tip that I would say, go with other people. Yeah. Like, obviously, like we've done this for several years. There's been times where we've had four people. There's been times where it's just been me and John. Definitely the more people, the better. <laughs> <laughs> me and John went by ourselves one year. And not that it was bad, but there was definitely like, it was also kind of a off year for the con it was in general, but it was definitely like a, 
it was weirder because it was either we were together or we were separate. Um, and then it just became like, it wasn't like animosity, but we were just like frustrated. We, yeah, we, 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 we were both equally frustrated at the con. And so we kind of took it out on each other in a really weird way. So it was like, or like we, get, we were aware that the other one was like yeah. not feeling good. Yeah, but, so uh, yeah, we just like fed off that. So it's always fun to have like a big group, as big of a group as possible, because it is a really fun thing to experience as a group because it becomes for us like a whole thing. Like, right. you know, we'll go out, you know, eat dinners together. Like, it's just like a fun, like hangout thing for yeah. a couple of days. And like, going with that, like you don't have to be with your friends yeah, the entire time. Yep. Like, <laughs> it's OK to separate, go your own ways. It's really fun to like be like, oh, we're all meeting up for lunch and like being able to decompress what you've experienced and then share that stuff. Yeah, because yep. that's super cool, because then like it's you are experiencing it in the con from everyone else's point of view at the same time. Yeah. And that's super dope. Yeah. Like, like these guys know, like I will just stay in artist. Alley. <laughs> like, on, honestly, like I, if we probably didn't meet up for lunches, he would never leave. I yeah. would never leave artist alley. And like honestly, last year, I don't even think I finished artist alley because there's, I literally bit went from booth to booth, like meeting and talking to every artist I could see. Uh, and like, it's one of those things. I would never ask these guys to come with me because I know they don't want to be in artist alley all day. <laughs> it's like, and that's fine. Like I'm good. Just like going on my own. I know that they're good going on doing their own things. And like, you know, we don't all go see the same panel, but it's cool when we get to like, yeah. When we look at it independently, I'm like, Oh, I'm going to this. Oh, me too. And then you can plan around that. And it yeah. Makes it and the, like, like even like, Oh, like I couldn't make it to that one. You went to that one. How was it? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Like mine was still just as good, but I, that, that sounds just as fun. You know, yeah. it's mm. always fun. It's always good. Um, yeah. You guys got any other things? I'm looking. Tips. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's a lot of it is budget and scheduling is such a big thing. Yeah. And, and it's a lot of get... cons you can go onto their website and plan kind of like panels and like mm -hmm. meetups and stuff too. So check those out ahead of time. And Emerald City is different because if you go to like, like here in Portland, you have Rose City and uh, Wizard Portland. They're not as big as Emerald City. Like yeah. you really don't understand the scope. If you if those are the only ones you've gone to, like you don't understand the scope of a bigger con. Whereas like uh, Emerald City, uh, Rose City, and Wizard Portland, they're okay. one floor. Yeah, and I mean right. one location. Yeah, too. one location. Whereas Emerald City is like two or three buildings, multiple floors per building. Yeah, like it's there's a grand scheme to it. Like like that's yeah, probably five to six times the size, if not more, of like a Rose City. Yeah. If you're familiar with like the convention center, it's basically like just five to six floors of that same size every time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So like what we're saying might not necessarily relate to what your experience would be. But uh, I mean, I also saying is that like one thing that's awesome about Emerald City is one it's larger, but it's also not like San Diego. It's not San Diego, no, right? Where you're not, not going to like San Diego, where you spend one day in a line, yeah, right? Yeah. Like you can get a lot done in an Emerald City day. Yeah. So just like that is one thing that's super advantageous of that sort of middle tier mm -hmm. con. Um, and to so I think that's kind of the end of our tips and tricks. I would say. Correct. Yeah, unless something else comes up. That's about it. Um, something I kind of want to talk about too are just the um, like number of different things you can do mm. at a con because mm. a lot of people don't think it's just like oh it's just like people like buying like comics. I mean that's what it started <laughs> out. Right. Like a lot of be, them. But, <laughs> um, but it's changed a lot of things where um, at like the top level, what you get a lot of people going for is they'll have 
guests, like yeah. special different guests. And they'll do everything from panels to photo opportunities to uh, just autographs. Um, so you see that a lot with like Stanley. This is his last year of going through cons of, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he mainly does photo ops. So you have, there's generally a whole floor dedicated to just photo opportunities and stuff like that, where you can either get together with people, you know, that's where you'll see a lot of people have photos if they've met celebrities. It's right. in that, those kind of areas. Generally you pay for those. A lot. Um, and generally you pay a lot mm-hmm. um, upwards into the hundred dollars, if not more kind of things. Some places it's like this for just a photo. Sometimes you can do autograph and photo. Um, me and John have done a couple opportunities where we've gotten autographs from people. Um, they had one of the uh, voices, two of the voices from legend of Korra, which is the avatar series that we really liked. Uh, the main actress who played Korra and then uh, Steve Bloom. We didn't do Steve. It wasn't Steve Bloom. Oh, Steve Bloom was there though. Oh but, yeah, uh, Steve Bloom is there. Uh, it was uh, it was Janet Varney and um, oh, uh, um, Avatar One. Yeah, uh, uh, I can't uh, remember. Yeah, Steve, what? Stephen Yoon. Stephen, Stephen Yoon. Yoon. Yeah. Uh, so we got to meet. We also got to meet Troy Baker, which was super cool. Um, it was funny because Troy Baker is known for kind of his. Uh, one of the big roles was in The Last of Us, and in that game, though, like one of the mechanics is you have to like throw these uh, like objects around to like you know chase away the monsters um so there's like bottles but bricks was one of them so we actually went to a home depot and bought a brick um (laughs) and it was like really heavy because we had to carry it around the whole day playing that kind of stuff too what you're going to put in your backpack because that was definitely really heavy um and so we walked up and someone it was funny because like two people in front of us someone had like a fake brick like that was like a foam or like that would have been a way better (laughs) Uh, but we got him to sign it and that was like there's something like 30 40 bucks for those like you can get there's smaller opportunities where there'll be a little bit less but they're still super fun um, some of the other main stuff, like we were talking about earlier, they have a whole floor dedicated to just like board games and card games. Yeah. Um, so those are a really good place to kind of unwind in the middle of the day. Cause mm-hmm. they'll often have people, um, teaching you how to mm-hmm. play games and playing with you. Um, we had a really cool opportunity that we'll talk about later with a RPG game that we played. Um, but you also have panels just like we were talking about. Um, a lot of places you'll see big booths, mm-hmm. like we were talking about before with, um, like Image Comics, Dark Horse, DC, Marvel, they'll have, you know, their Weta. big areas. Yeah, Weta is a mm-hmm. really big con um, company, which is really cool. Um, you also have a lot of cool community stuff where you, there's a lot of on the list just fan meetups. So if yeah. you are looking for other fans of like a show you like, um, there's a ton of different stuff going on um, at the cons that you can always go to. So look those things up. Um, and those are always really cool. Um, Artist Alley. I mean, most cons will have something like that where it's generally, you know, independent artists or uh, comic artists or people who just do art for other um, mediums. There was one, there's uh, a girl that I got a, um, what's it called? Oh, commission. Uh, commissions. Sketch, a sketch commission. Yeah, yeah, commissions are super cool too because yeah. a lot of artists, if you find something, they'll have commissions open, which is where you can pay and say, hey, I want, you know, this drawing. And they'll say, cool and then they'll draw it throughout the con which is always really cool um and then you can meet up with them later and pick it up and pay for it kind of thing but that's always really cool but i got a commission from her and she doesn't like write her own comics but she just does art for other comics so she had all that yeah. on display to the point where you can meet the people who are both the writers and you know do all the art for comics mm-hmm. so it's a really cool area and there's a lot of diverse people yeah i think that like and then also there's you know the big panels and yeah. shows like you've got the cosplay competitions, mm-hmm. you've got voice actors. Usually you'll have a script read by some sort of voice acting team. It's, yep. It seems like they're doing uh, Willy Wonka this yeah. year. Um, and then uh, sometimes you'll get live shows. Like there's sometimes like Night Vale has done live podcasts mm-hmm. that you can yep. go see. 
Um, Emerald City doesn't do it as much, but sometimes you can get screeners of films or reveal yeah. trailers. Those are generally like your big ones, like San Diego or New York, where yeah. you see yeah. actual trailers. Emerald City is very much like a comic yeah. con. Yeah. <laughs> and it's cool because there's just a lot of different, like with the panels, there's a lot of diversity in there. Like uh, last year, me and Rowan went to one where uh, it was the Weta guys talking about their design process of Lord of the Rings to you know, me and John also went to one where it was just talking about how do you start like a web comic? So it's a lot of like good informational stuff if yeah. you're looking into that kind of thing. So it's always really cool from that aspect because you get a lot of different kinds of things and really things that can be really specific to you and what you're looking for if you want to create your own kind of content too. I think that actually leads into a tip is if you are a creator of some kind, whether you're, uh, you know, want to make comics, if you want to make movies or if you want to write books, there's plenty of ways to like, meet other people, communities, and really good panels for those things. But I also would like recommend don't press your stuff onto other people while mm -hmm. you're there. Like yeah. be yeah. respectful. And also just like, if people want to network with you, that's great. Enjoy that time. But like, I've, I've seen some people like find their favorite artists and like try to get them to read a graphic novel. It's like, man, yeah. they would be probably happy to do that if it was any other time. Yeah. Yeah. Right. They're yeah. there to like, they, <laughs> they spend a lot of money to get there. Um, they spend a lot of money to have their booths. So they're trying to market themselves at that point. Like that is what they are doing. That's the steps they're taking. They don't need somebody then marketing to them. It's yeah. a totally yeah. different like road you're going down at that point. Um, but yeah, that's kind of what you can expect from Comic-Con. So um, do we want to start with horror stories or good stories first? We can do one back and forth through a okay. good story, horror story. Well, so let's start story. with a horror story from John. I wouldn't say something like I'm gonna say a horror story. That's not, right, it's right, not, right. not a horror story, but like, so like you know they always tell you never meet your heroes, and I have really great experiences meeting like artists and writers I love and appreciate. But also like, like then again I meet artists and writers I love and appreciate, and they're just not. I don't want to say they're not nice, but they're just definitely not what I thought they were gonna be. Yeah. Like I don't like I just I don't I don't want to name names, but just like. Like there's like like a really a really big writer for television that was at a con. It was like one of those things like, man, I can't believe you're at this con. I never would have expected this guy to be at this con. A lot of people were excited for him to be there. And I gave him one of like the television art books of his to sign. And he was just very much like Right. And and no one else was around too. That was the thing. Yeah. I was literally walked up to his booth when no one else was there. And he just signed my book and just like kind of shooed me away. And like the next guy after me was a guy that was like super being compassionate like like oh man like your shows like really like molded me in my my mind the way i think and i really appreciate your stuff and and the guy was just like yeah thanks right and just like super like <laughs> like hollow and it's just like man that's kind of, that was a big bummer for me and i like i i don't feel too negatively about him but definitely like way less appreciation for him now than i did before yeah if I think weirdly this kind of goes into a kind of another tip too. Um, just because I was thinking about like people who are there, don't go for one person because yeah, there's been a lot of years where we've gone where the big person who was supposed to go didn't show up right. and they can, they can cancel anywhere up to like the day of, if not like two days before kind of thing. So like if you're wanting to go, go for several reasons. Don't just go for one person because there is a chance that that person can cancel, especially the more high profile the person is, the greater chance they have to like cancel. Right. I was remember the, there was that year that um the guy who played uh, Robin Hood and Robin Hood Man Tights, uh, Wesley and Princess oh, Bride, uh -huh. that that actor, he was supposed to be there, and he then he canceled literally last minute the day before. I just remember seeing so many people at Comic Con dressed up as his characters, just being like, 
uh, it's yeah. like oh i feel so bad like that's a real bummer for you guys and that's also a good reminder is that for a lot of these stars and like the high profile people even you know middle to low profile folks it's like this is their job right yeah. during their off season so it's really it, you shouldn't be too heartbroken if you meet someone who's not excited to meet you because this could be their fifth con in a row yeah. or you know that they just need to get through this or maybe that they're just not really comfortable in these sort of places so you know be aware that it might not go to your expectations no, no. totally um i don't really have for me any specific like negative stories um that i can at least think of off the top of my head but yeah, I I was there when John dealt with that, and that was kind of a weird like, oh, that's kind of like a bummer. And it's it's tough too, just like Ron was saying, like there's a lot of things that we don't see behind the scenes that they are going through. So always take that you know in mind too with those people. They've probably been there for a long time, either long flights, those kind of things are yeah. always something to take into account. Um, mostly, I mean, the only kind of like negative story I have was there was one time where I got an autograph, and it was just like <laughs> the autograph I got was just super lame uh the <laughs> the create the person who i got the autograph from just signed something super lame when uh it was like a piece of art that i had gotten from like a different person and they they commented on the art and it was just like some really generic sounding thing uh versus like i expected more creativity for whatever reason because i had gotten something from someone else and they uh like the um the thing i got from troy breaker it was like um what did what did we have him say on there I just like it was like something. It was a line from like Last of Us, but yeah. like love Joel. Yeah, like, love we, Joel. We, we, it we was like we love, comma him, Joel. Yeah, we didn't ask him to sign his real name. We yeah. asked him to sign his character's name. Yeah, and so it's like something funny like that. But then I got something where it was like, "Ha, huh, that's a really dumb thing on this piece of art." Now, like the <laughs> signature is cool, but like the quote they put along with it was like, right. "Huh, weird." But you know, it's like have expectations. You know that it's still a really cool piece of art, and I still really. It was fun to have that conversation with the person, so I really enjoyed that though too. Um. Sort of a tip, sort of a horror story that I have is that, especially at Emerald City, it's a crush of humanity. There's so many people. There's so many people. <laughs> and there's so many people who are young and adolescents or their teens or, you know, young adults. And please shower. Totally. Like, yeah, totally. The, yeah, the BO just, thing is real. The smell that can, uh, uh, like, everyone smells. Like, we're all, like, crush in with a lot of people. to Shower the, every day. You're every there. day. Like, the con, like, you can get, it gets hot. So there's people who are wearing costumes. You're lugging out a lot of gear. You're stuck in lines with people. Just, like, please shower. I have been, I remember I was in one line. And I had people on either side of me that just, like, breathing i was like trying not to have gag reflexes just like i'm like in this line i really wanted to be there and i i think i had to like step out of the line and like go further back because i just couldn't stand next to the and you know these were younger younger people who were blissfully unaware of their uh yeah. their odor but man oh <laughs> it's no lie yeah don't be gross, guys. Don't be gross. Don't be gross. Don't be gross. <laughs> Don't be gross. <laughs> spits on the table. Uh, so let's roll back around. John, give us a, give us one of your best stories. All right. Inverse of uh, never meet your heroes. Do meet your heroes. Because uh, uh, I've got like, I've met the writer for Chew. It's a, gra it's a comic book series. He loves his comic just as much as I do. You know, just as much as his fans do. And like, I remember when I was talking to him, I was like, oh, hey, I love this issue. Oh, hey, man, did you catch up? Like, man, there's some great things that happens with the character here and there. He signed a bunch of my books. Like, that's great. One of my favorite uh, interactions with is Jeff Smith. Uh, if you don't know him, he's the creator of Bone. 
really interesting comic book uh, graphic novel series. And I, he was, he wasn't there for long. He was like one of those guys that was just kind of in and out throughout the day that he wasn't going to be there all day. And I got a chance to talk with him. And it was great because I asked him about a Captain Marvel Shazam series that he did for a little while. And it was crazy because even though his time was limited, he took the time to talk with me about it. And just like, he's like saying, oh yeah, that was supposed to be canon. That was supposed to be this and that. And uh, he just like couldn't do it because of some uh, a hand injury he got uh, during that time. But it was just cool that like, he was just so willing to sh- take time with people that were there for him. And like, he, and like great thing about artists and writers is like, they'll like sign or draw for you for free. Kind of like, not like a free request, but like, if you bring an artist, your, their graphic novel, they'll just draw a doodle or something like that for you. And it's great. It's such a great feeling to like, see that happen right in front of you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just like, yeah, just like the lot, like the, the good, the good interactions with my heroes have definitely outweighed the bad ones. Um, and I'm really like, and like those always like are just the highlight of my trip. Just like meeting those artists and the writers. One of my favorite things that has happened is is very similar to John's is like for me, um, every time I've gone to Emerald city, I meet up with, uh, not meet up with, but I go to the booth of David Peterson who does mouse guard. And he also runs a lot of really great panels. And it's just like always super inspiring to meet people who inspire you. And especially with their like, have the time to talk about their process or their art. It's just really, really nice. Yeah. Um, I think that like, and don't worry about being shy around your like, <laughs> like I am terrible. Like I am pretty yeah. good at talking with most people, but then when I meet people that I like admire, I'm just like, and I, mm, yeah. yes, and it's like everyone <laughs> does it and they're used to it. So just like, don't worry about it. You're going to be an idiot. It's okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, side because what i'm going to bring up is kind of another like horror story because i'm just remembering it do you remember the first year we went we went to that one panel where whoever was running it was basically oh. what was what was the it wasn't it was last year wasn't it no no, no it, mean, was, uh, it was the first year i've had i've had this experience a couple times but what was it that happened in that panel that like because we both went and we were like wow this is terrible right it was or was it some one of us had a question and they basically just ignored it <laughs> That's what, it's, it's what happened. It was super yeah. weird. What? I feel like I, I feel like I asked a you question. Asked a question. I'm trying to, yeah, and man, it was some five years ago. Now. That was a long time ago. It was funny. Cause like that happened to me on the first, the first time at Emerald city too. Cause I asked a question. Uh, I just, I, I just asked a question that they were like, Oh, we don't want to go into that. Like, like, no, it was like, no, it relates to what we're talking about. But like, right. it's like, don't like, it's like, yeah. why are you just shooting so it's, me it's weird stuff like that. That was kind of, that was kind of awkward. Uh, the story that I want to talk about, um, is there's this comic writer, Justin Boyd, who writes a kind of like, uh, he doesn't do it. He's an update very often anymore, but it's called invisible bread. And me and John like happened upon this guy. Uh, one of the days and we we're just looking at his comics cause he had just little like, um, sections that he had like prints of and we were just reading me. I thought we were, they were hilarious. So we started looking at his books. He was like the most like down to earth person. I think, I think I've ever talked to at like the con. He was just super funny. Oh, yeah. Like, and his comics just spoke to like me and John's like humor. And he was one of those ones. Like, uh, I ended up buying one of his books there and he drew like a little like character on the inside that like, it's cool because I'll have that forever. Something that he drew in that moment. Mm-hmm. And it's like, totally awesome and so there's like a lot of unique things that going there versus just finding his comic online and reading it like meeting him he was just like a really cool representation of his comic 
Yeah. Like he's just like his comics all like super positive and really about positivity and like energy drinks. And like he had an energy drink with him. And so it's like there's like a lot of funny things that were like really cool about that moment. And he's just super hilarious. And then hopefully I haven't even checked if he's there this year. He wasn't he, there, he last, wasn't there year. last year, which is um, a shame. Uh, he's like the inverse of cyanide and happiness. Yeah. Like similar literally the, art style, yeah, similar but like all style. positive instead of all <laughs> yeah. super like negative and like down. Just a good ray of hope. Yeah. Um, a horror story I have was similar to what you experienced. I went to a panel that was about writing, um, taking mythology from cultures and oh. like you and being inspired by that for like how to write stories and how to use folklore. And the guy who ran this panel in particular sort of like he was supposed to be the facilitator, but it sort of turned into like he just hijacked it for himself. He hijacked it for himself. He would like to just throw down his own information when, you know, the panel sort of got pushed aside for his own ego. Yeah. And I think, I mean, like I've experienced a few things like this and it usually comes from when you look at a, like, I guess my tip is, if the panel sounds cool, maybe research who's going to be on it. Cause there's been a few panels I've gone to where it's like how to start your own game or whatever. Yeah. And you get there and these guys are like, this is our first panel ever. And we haven't made any games. Uh, like, yeah. Yeah, like there is, that happens every once in a while for they sure. Definitely yeah. have to sift through yeah. So like, you know, just like if a panel sounds good, but you don't recognize the names, research who they are, see if they have the credentials to be talking about the thing they're talking yeah. about. Especially if you're way not against another panel you want yeah. to go to, like really look at the two and see who's doing that. Um, Another awesome story that I want to share is me and Rowan got to go to a Weta mm -hmm. panel for talking about the um, design concepts and the design process for Lord of the Rings. And that was super, super cool because they really they were really like prepared for this, oh, like awesome. the total like opposite of like that kind of thing where like they it was just one guy talking up there just talking about, you know, their whole process from beginning to end of how they talked about the elves and how there was going to be no hard lines on anything that the dwarves, which were just like, these are just boxes, you know, like right. of people. And it was like a really, really cool opportunity. So especially if there's like, if you like design stuff or if you have like a movie that you really love and they're talking about it, go to those kind of things. Cause those are always great. Cause you get to see like another layer that is one of those things for both of us. We were like, yeah, it's totally there. We like noticed it, but never really like noticed it. So you get a lot of cool opportunities to kind of get behind the curtain with a lot of like, big stuff if there's an opportunity for a movie you like there and i think like one thing like when we went to go see that we were both like ah, there's a lord of the rings one you know we've both of us it's have run watched, by it's run by weta like yeah. you know we've watched all of the movies we've watched the extended cuts we've watched all the appendices like what what new content are they going to show us right so we sort of like went in half like eh, if it's just like yeah we'll leave early if it's because it was a long one because it, it was, was two hours it was two hours yeah. yeah and so we Most were like of them are we'll hour. see and then this one was just it blew us away yeah, because they brought out away. information that we had never seen before and talked about like early drafts of like concept art yeah. and then even talking about how like working on the hobbit film and the like issues between like trying to connect those two movies well, and even yeah even like bringing up like just similar design things where people were pointing out they were making different like armor for a point and they're like no but in this you know in this uh, you know piece of uh like footage we used this so we have to basically reverse engineer everything we made in the lord of the rings movies because it's been 70 years right so we have to like how would have it like we have to you know from this design what would have been the pre-design especially like mm -hmm. gandalf stabs like yeah. in the hobbit was like he had like 12 different stabs or like, whatever and the, all the stabs are like leading up to the staff that you see in fellowship of the ring to the point that like the staff he has at the end of the hobbit is literally the same staff in the fellowship of the ring but it's just in the fellowship of the ring 
older. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just fresh. There's yeah. a lot of really fresh cool stuff with that. Yeah. yeah. I was actually pretty jealous when you guys told me about that panel. Yeah. I was like, man, I really wish I went there instead of just hanging out in our Sally, but you know, you know <laughs> as, John's going to John. As John do. <laughs> that is, as the John do. Um, the last thing before we kind of get out of here that I want to talk about uh, is probably the best story we've ever had from comic-con and it was something the the best thing about it it was like this weird cosmic thing where we were all there for this and uh even john's brother was there so it created this really fun environment but it had to do with the gaming area they have um they're just like we were talking earlier they have people who are like teaching you how to play the games all of us have played at some point some kind of like rpg whether it's Mm -hmm. dnd pathfinder those kind of things so we were like hey this guy uh pitched us basically um dnd but by the Coen brothers. Right. And it's a game called fiasco where it's like one shots where you kind of like have pre-made things and you basically play out a Coen brothers script. And we were like, all right, you've sold us on this. And it was probably the most perfect like description of that game. Yeah. And it was so much fun. So mm-hmm. much fun. Um, so we started out and it was basically like my character was kind of like a thug and we were in like Boston or something. No, we were in a small, uh, like white picket fence, like, uh, what yeah, it was like, south of the board, oh, like south of the like <laughs> southern america little, so, like, yes like and it was yeah like i owned like a meat shop uh-huh. and, or like a it was like a deli or something deli. And then rowan worked for me in that area uh you all have like connections between characters based on where you're just sitting so like john was on my right rowan was on my left so we had direct connections mm. and then you have looser connections of the people who are further from the table um and so like Rowan was basically like, oh, you had like a gambling problem. Yeah, it was a, I was a high school, like I was this like girl who was a high school dropout who like also had a really bad gambling problem. It's not the brightest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then John, we, we had like sons who were in like a hockey. Yeah. Like, <laughs> hockey, a fa- like, team. A yeah. And so it's just like this a funny story evolved where it literally to the point where at one point I had kidnapped. Uh, you, you, you kidnapped my son. Yeah, because I was trying to rig a hockey game so that like I could win money and I'd take money from Rowan. And there was a point where he was driving. I'm driving. I have the John's kid in the trunk of the car. I'm pulling out from like getting my oil changed or something. Rowan runs into the back of it, which is kills John's son. And then I, Rowan got knocked out. I placed him in the car and was like putting him into a ditch and like covering him up. Like it just became this whole crazy crazy adventure and then john's brother had a whole like character reveal where he was impersonating like uh like we're we're pretty good at sticking to our guns for a story you know like we're not gonna backtrack so my brother he uh his character's was name was supposed to be betta but he he forgot and changed his name to like betty and like like, so we're like oh so are you betty or betta Oh, and like he just ran with it. He ran with it. He's like, "That's a twist." Whole, like, I'm a twin. <laughs> like, I'm a twins. Um, twins named Betty and Betta. So, like, so he's just like, we all just kept on running with it. Yeah. And this like guy that was host that was, was supposed to be hosting just us. being blown away. <laughs> he's like us. completely quiet, just yeah. like watching. Just like go at it. <laughs> yeah, because I don't even remember his character in the whole thing. But it's cool because it basically you have little scenes, and that's like every turn. So there would be scenes where it'd be like just me and Rowan, and we would have basically this is uh, where you get to the like you have like a point you're kind of trying to get to at the end like you have a want and at the end of the kind of scene everyone else votes on who who got what they wanted right kind of thing so it was really fun like a back and forth yeah and this guy was just blown away because there was a point 
that it was great because Mark had set it up where his name tag said Betty, but then he, at the point where he revealed he was the other person, he flipped his name tag and it said Betta. And like, well, it was they had the same last name. They had different last names, like, but they're twins and have the same. Oh yeah. I'm better. Like it's just like Betty Mavis and Betty Davis. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Mavis and Davis. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's like it's probably the best. And it was like three hours. We were there for a long time. And it was man. great because it was like my character caused all this havoc, killed a person, got someone knocked out, they lost their memory. And at the end it was like you get to roll and see how the ending of your character ends. And it just came out where like my character came out on top. And like we described the scene where I think it was your character was trying to explain everything that I had right. done, but no one believed you because you're like a little kid, like a young like girl. And then I'm in the background, literally like hand high fiving and giving <laughs> yeah. handshakes to all the cops, <laughs> like playing <laughs> with their gun, like fake shooting them. The, yeah, the campaign ended with the villains on top and the heroes yeah. on the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> And like, cause my, I think, very I think Cohen. it was, cause yeah, I was Cohen. Tony the fist and then I became Tony the skull. Yeah, right. <laughs> it was just like this whole just great story. And it was just like super, it was, it was funny too, because at the end, the guy who ran it was like, Oh, that was incredible. This is like the best thing I ever had. Do you guys like, do you guys oh, like right. live in the area? And there was this moment where they both were kind of like, Oh, well, where do you play? And I was like, no guys, stop. We don't live here. And he like, you could definitely see he had this like, Oh, like look on his face because like guys, we can't give him hope. We don't live up here. It's, it's, it was very much one of those things. Like, hey, if you guys are playing any role playing games, role playing games, you say, yeah. I don't know what you. I know a little bit about those. <laughs> I, I think he was definitely just not expecting people who have role playing experience plus just like story and like commitment right, <laughs> to the yeah. story. Because there were so many times we were doing such weird things. There was a point where I tried to get Rowan's character to kill. Mark's character yeah. is this like super awkward scene of him trying to like figure out a way to murder him in like the back of like the yeah in the, the shop store. like running around <laughs> well, trying to find a weapon because he was there and yeah. I could do it now and this yeah. was the only time I could do it yeah, yeah we're, we're just so good at like remembering what happened prior and right. this guy was like totally like oh no we can take a break you don't have to remember everything no we're gonna remember yeah. every scene that <laughs> yeah. we just did yeah. and there was even a really great point because there was kind of like a game breaking point where I was in a scene with I think John and then the guy who was running it and they had like walked off to the side and they said something something and i responded to it and they were like how did you hear that and i was like my ears got ears <laughs> like it just became this whole thing like where we we were so good at like coming up with things in the moment that shouldn't have been like just like knowing what was going on it was, it was just like yeah, remembering really what's going on and having good like responses yeah. it was just so much fun but that's like one of those things where like we saw an opportunity to do something different and have some fun and we just rolled with it and just had and it was lives. awesome it was just the best experience we've ever had take risks i guess is like <laughs> yeah 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 like well i mean like <laughs> no, no, when do when do you like you normally just like go up to a stranger's like yes play a game with me and tell me how to play this game like yeah. the fact that we did that yeah. we had this we've actually played uh you and i have at least uh played like a few games like dragons uh Dragon's yeah. Wrath. Yeah, so we, like, there's, we so there's just, a bunch of games we found yeah, from there that have been just awesome. Free yeah. games that we couldn't afford, but like people. We, we were bought a to magic set one time, like a dual deck thing, and John got the most unreal deck that's ever been made by <laughs> man. Apparently, play It's not just the player. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think Comic Con's awesome. I would recommend it's it for great. anyone, especially if you have any kind of foot in nerd culture, because there's something for everyone. There's stuff you know, you've got video game stuff, you've got comics, you've got movies, you've got. Um, you know, board games, just like we were talking about. There's something for everyone. Even just go, looking at the cosplay is super fun. Right. Just like mm -hmm. hanging out with those people is awesome. Um, but yeah, I would definitely recommend it. You guys should go. And we'll uh, be doing a 
an episode while we're up there. Sorry, I have to burp. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dying. Um, we'll be doing an episode up there, kind of going over what, what we've done in the day. So look forward to that. Um, as always, you can find us now under the new Hammer Barrel podcast. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, iTunes, TuneIn, uh, SoundCloud. Um, we'll be posting up on YouTube as well. Just search Hammer Barrel. Um, you'll be able to find it. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for listening, folks. Hope to see you. We'll see. You.